This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of season two. Can't believe we're here. And we're going to be covering this season, local lore and legends throughout the United States. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. So tell me why local lore and legends is something that piqued your interest as a topic for season two of Not Your Average Bucket List. Yeah, I mean, I think that is an answer decades in the making. (laughs) Um, I've just always been really uh, attracted to the it's kind of like the creepy legends and urban myths and, you know, all of those like tales passed down from family member to family member or things you hear, you know, on the on the internets. Um, it's just fascinating to me, whether it is legitimate, not legitimate, something that, you know, was a result of society or like an actual historical event. Um, it just I find it fascinating because it's kind of like that alt history. So um, how about you? Like what yeah. really made you interested in, in this topic for the season? I think for me covering in season one, we were talking about small town getaways and all those small towns, it was, they were all, we were talking in absolutes, you know, like this restaurant, definitely check it out. This attraction is here and you'll love it. I think the mystery behind local lore and legend, it it kind of, to me, adds to the intrigue because it's like, Mm -hmm. is this a real thing? Did this really happen? Is this just a story that people have been passing down for decades and just blindly believing. So like that mystery to me, I think is, is interesting. Yeah. So not going to lie, I have done my fair share of um, exploration, like not quite urban exploration, things where you're allowed to go because I'm afraid of being yelled at. (laughs) So I don't want the cops called on me, but you know, um, uh, you know, abandoned prisons and, um, hospitals or like looking at, you know, the ruins of a place. Like I've already done that in my own life. So just continuing that research to me is so fun. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that we're we're pulling from a really great database of information from only in your state, because Mm -hmm. over the years we've covered so many of these places, abandoned places, urban legends, which are, you know, like places that you can't even visit, but it's just these stories that are fascinating in its own right Mm -hmm. and then you know you have uh just creepy stuff and you know urban legends serial killers i mean all of these things kind of tie in together and only in your state has covered so many of these topics within our archives like probably in the thousands tens of thousands throughout the u.s yeah. Um, and anything that you read that just gives you a little bit of a chill or goosebumps and you wonder, like, is that real? Um, and you get that suspension of disbelief where you're like, OK, well, maybe maybe this is, is facts, you know, kind of like what you were saying right. about it's not black and white. It's um, something that, you know, can't really be proved either way, maybe. Um, yeah. I will say that, you know, 12 year old Sarah, she whenever she transferred schools, she her first presentation was about uh, um, spontaneous human combustion and the New Jersey Devil. So I did a twofer, yeah, and I was just all in. Um, so it's, yeah, it's something I've always been interested in. That's awesome. 
And we're also going to be talking about the New Jersey Devil in our New Jersey episode. So excited. So um, also just being uh, um, someone who grew up in New Jersey, there are quite a few urban legends. I'm sure mm-hmm. same goes for Ohio. You have all yep. of those like local stories that people don't really know about unless they live there. But for New Jersey, we're going to be covering the New Jersey Devil. But also um, there are a couple places like Shades of Death Road, which is a road that I used to li- live near. Oh, really <laughs> creepy road. Fascinating history. Just take a left on Shades of Death and then you're there. Yes, which, yes, if you're giving those directions out, there's a problem. But um, I can't wait to cover these places and talk about them. Um, So what can we let listeners know to expect from this season and these topics? So I think something important that we focused on when picking out these locations is it's not just an urban myth or a legend. It's something that has like a concrete place you could go visit um, and something where you can actually research on only in your state to see, you know, find more information about the area and maybe even the specific legend we're talking about. So that was a huge um, factor. Like I didn't want to just say, you know, there are thousands of crybaby bridges in America. Go find one <laughs> because there there are. Um, yeah. And so I think it's for me choosing those places that have that kind of tangible quality, even if there is like a myth surrounding it. Yeah. I think that's also a really good point that all these places that we're going to feature, I want to say the majority of them you can likely visit. Obviously, you need to pay attention to trespassing signs, private property, all of those things we need people to be aware of because you can't just roll up on some of these spots and, you know, freely explore. So do your due diligence before you visit. Make sure it's not on private property. Make sure there's, you know, no trespassing signs are posted or anything like that. And it and it's not just for getting in trouble or not. Like there are, are dangers, like floorboards can break, you know, there can be like rusty fences, things like that. Or maybe people who are, have like hunkered down there that you're not aware. So yeah, be yeah. safe, be do your due diligence and research um, because we don't want anyone stepping into a precarious situation. Yeah, so that's probably, it's, it's interesting because I do have this fascination with abandoned places and things like that. But I'm also equally scared to, uh, A, like you said, break the rules. Yeah. I don't want to yell that. But B, um, you know, like there's always, you just never know what you'll find. And yeah. I've had friends that really, one of my very good friends, um, she loves abandoned places. She loves exploring abandoned places. She has no fear just going into a ghost town or a, <laughs> an abandoned hotel. And I'm just like, I'll wait outside you know, have 911 ready to dial <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just in case. But um, do you have any friends like that that are just like brave enough to enter these places with no regard? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can probably think of at least five. Um, and yeah, typically I'm the person who I'll like creep over the precipice. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm just gonna going to stay outside. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's like um, there are certain places where you can actually gain entry, pay a ticket, and then you can explore. Yes. If that's the case, love it. I'll be there for hours. Right. But yeah, I, I know quite a few people who will shimmy under fences or go through a window, and it's just, you know, ill-advised, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so I was thinking that maybe we could discuss some uh, creepy articles that we find on Only in Your State, just to kind of give people that are unfamiliar with Only in Your State 
some context to our articles that we share and uh, what they could find. Do you have any creepy articles that, you know, you found on Only Your State or your favorite article that's the creepiest uh, that you want to just give a quick teaser? Well, I mean, I think there are a couple, um, but the one I came across recently was um, written for South Dakota. And it is about something that's hidden basically at the Mount Rushmore monument. I guess you I guess you would say it's a monument. Um, and it's basically a hall of records. Um, but it's not like a uh, a place you can just like freely visit. It's protected. But there is essentially a hall of records that holds some information, but it's dug into the mountain like it. And it's not just like a little visitors um, building outside and it what well, I think it um did did I send this to you? It holds some like specific documents like uh yeah like I think like the like, Bill of Rights like Constitution yeah, yeah <laughs> like, right the big ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is okay it's there's a, like an 800 foot stairway there's a rock tunnel going through Mount Rushmore and then the Hall of Records are there in a grand hall which is like 80 by 100 feet big and you can't just go freely in and it because i think it wasn't even finished like i think they wanted to actually host something there right like Mm. be able to visit it but no now it's just this secret tunnel under mount rushmore maybe it was featured in national treasure one and two i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is it so I didn't even know this existed, first and foremost. (laughs) It just blew my mind because I really did just like reading the article. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, this has got to be the plot of a movie. But um, also just I am a little, is this an urban legend or this is like truth that the Declaration of Independence is in there, the Bill of Rights? So there, I mean, the National Park Service posted a video on it. (laughs) So I'm not sure. And this is one of the things that, Maybe I'm exposing myself too much here, but whenever you go to a museum and you see something in said museum, I have a hard time understanding if it's like a like a, um, a model or a representation of what we're supposed to be right. seeing or the actual document or right. um, painting or whatever it is. So that I'm going to give you a hard maybe. <laughs> I think that that's yeah. like exactly my point is that how are all of these things built inside of a cave in one of the president's heads. Yeah. It's Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And we have all of these yeah. Im- very important documents. Like, you know, I, I honestly, I hope that's the case. I hope it's like, you know what, we're not going to keep it in DC or any like secret, like laboratory with like locks and vaults. We're going to keep it in this stone tunnel <laughs> in the middle right. of South Dakota. <laughs> hope it's fortified. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wow. And I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's much of a secret. I've just never heard of it. Um, I've never been to that monument, but it's wild to me that I was like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a room in there that was going to hold all of our country's, uh, big important documents. So have fun. I know that is, it's mind blowing to me. It Um, really reminds me of the, um, have you ever heard of that seed library that I think is like uh, in some Scandinavian country or maybe Antarctica where they just have a vault of all of the seeds of every, you know, like plant species on earth so that way i don't know if something were to happen they have it frozen and saved on record somewhere how interesting maybe there are aliens there i don't know (laughs) never been interesting yeah very clever um let's hope that nobody forgets that combination to that vault uh you know (laughs) right 
protect that person at all costs. <laughs> um, so while we're not covering Mount Rushmore in this season, was there any place that we've already discussed that we want to talk about that you're really excited to dive into? Uh, you mean that we're planning for for this season? Yes. So I am always very excited to talk about abandoned buildings. And I don't know what the draw is. I don't know if it's just seeing the entropy of society and things fall apart and there's beauty in it, but it's also a little bit, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's it has such a draw. So any of our topics that we're going to touch on um, with that in mind, very excited. Uh, there is, there are a couple Ohio locations that have um, that are specifically abandoned or have were used for a certain purpose and are now shut off. Um, I don't know if you want me to tease it out specifically I or just leave it at that. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yes, things like that I think are the most. I'm the most excited, um, and I know there might be a couple where you can't actually gain access to the entirety of the place, but then there are others that are just like in the wilderness, which you could probably stumble upon and explore if you wanted to. Yeah. How about you? Is there something just like top of mind you really want to get to? Um, so there's a little town in Florida called Casadega that is the psychic capital of the world. And it's just like such a fascinating place to me that apparently just there's a lot of spiritual energy and um, I've never been, but just kind of looking into it, I do think I'm going to pay it a visit because it's not too far from me, yeah. but uh, I think just paying a visit there. And then um, there's another, which to me growing up, one of the most fascinating urban legends, if you want to call it, is the Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. I just had such a fondness for Nessie that I would yep. go to the library and look up photos of her and Aww. books. And, um, and we have a couple of those in the United States, which I had no idea. Mm -hmm. There's one, I think, in Maryland, uh, in the Chesapeake Bay. Unoriginally, her name is Chessie. And uh, that sort of, I love that sort of stuff. Because I was just yeah. like, you know, there may or may not be a dinosaur just living underwater and... We have no idea. And like, sometimes there are photos. Yes. Like, it's just like that fascination to me. I, I love that mystery. Yeah. And even if it is something like, uh, oh, no, it's a rediscovered coelacanth or an oarfish or some sort of terrifying monstrous fish that we haven't, you know, we didn't even realize was still in existence. That is still fascinating to me. Like, even if it were to yeah. evolve, like, yeah, it's not actually Chessie. I'm sorry, Marissa. It's like, you know, it's something else. <laughs> um, and honestly, same with so many of these like the cryptids that are spotted in the US, like each state has its own variation of, you know, sometimes like a Loch Ness monster or a Bigfoot. Um, lots of really cool things that I, I could just go on and on about it. Um, and whether or not it's real or their documentation, I, I don't know. But yeah. um, it, you also couldn't pay me to go walking through the Appalachian Mountains at night. So, you know, <laughs> the right. people who go on that trail, Kudos to you. I'm no, no yeah. thank you. <laughs> no. Um, that actually is a really great segue into a lightning round of questions for okay. you about all, right. all things creepy, scary. Um, and uh, so that that's going to kick me off with what is the scariest place you've ever visited? Ooh, okay. Scariest place. Um, I will say in terms of like 
keeping this season in mind, I would say that the uh, the Ohio State Reformatory, um, uh, aka the Shawshank Prison, um, it is incredibly creepy and. <clears throat> just like knowing of the horrific past there, like the overcrowding, the deaths, the murders, you know, all of the like um, inhumane treatments of prisoners, things like that is one shocking. But two, whenever they let you tour this place, um, you can go down into solitary by yourself in the basement. And I don't know if you remember MTV's Fear, which I was fascinated by that show. <laughs> And like, they're like, okay, your task is to go down into solitary and stay for a minute. I'm like, oh, I couldn't do that. No, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's, it's a lot because you got the peeling paint, you absolute quiet, you know, you could get locked in, stuff like that. Um, how about you? What is, what, what tops your list? Okay. Th this probably is going to sound very lame. I am going to save my Shades of Death story for our New Jersey episode. Yes, please. But, um, <laughs> Um, you're not, you're probably going to laugh at me. <laughs> I really don't like things jumping out at me. Okay. And this isn't necessarily a haunted place, but in Florida, if you're familiar with Universal Studios, every <laughs> October, yeah. they have Halloween Horror Nights. Yep. And I just so happened to visit when they were doing all of the greatest film serial killers. That was like the theme. <sighs> So Michael awesome. Myers and, you know, Jason, Freddy Krueger, people running around chasing you with a chainsaw. Yep. And then you going through these haunted houses. And I just I really don't like people jumping out at me. Mm -hmm. And it's happened like I paid for that to happen on a <laughs> continuous basis. So. Wow. Yeah. Very lame answer. But that was probably the scariest uh, place I've been to. So haunted houses just aren't aren't your thing. You you no. will go in support. But not exactly your, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll go, and I don't know why I do it. And afterwards, I'm like, I don't know why I did this, but so what, I still. Okay, so just a question. What is your reaction? Are you out in front going through? Are you a runner? Do you stop? Oh, what happens? <laughs> yeah, so I'll be behind somebody holding their shoulders <laughs> with my head down like this, kind of like letting them lead the way. Nice. Well, That's what I'm paying for. <laughs> experience i will say that universal studios does it really nice though i it wasn't Hor halloween horror nights but i went for their walking dead um haunted house it was just real quick but the quality was absolutely nutty uh, i, I yeah. was impressed yes no it is it is very impressive um and terrifying <laughs> so you mentioned um that going downstairs in the prison mm -hmm. for solitary confinement, they couldn't pay you to do that. So would you spend a full night inside of a haunted house? Uh, That's a yes. And there's a two-part question to this. Yes. <laughs> wow. I was going to say no. And the follow-up question to, was going to be, what if someone paid you? But apparently you would do it for free. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess I'm a rube then. Like, yeah, I'm just going to do I honestly think I would, not going to lie. Um. The wow. uh, the prison does overnight stays, and I've gone from like 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., and it was just super fun. Would I be able to fall asleep? It also depends, like, if you were to say the haunted house, uh, you know, maybe not. But if you said, okay, get in your RV. So I drove from, like, L.A. to San Antonio and back, and I was just, like, staying at random parks throughout. But one time, I was like, oh, there's no great RV camp, so I'm just going to stay in this, like, little neighborhood 
in Arizona. And that was the most terrified I've ever been. I have no idea why. I locked the doors. I had everything closed, but I, I couldn't sleep a wink. So wow. I don't know what it is. I, I always hear stories about people who go camping out West and some randoms will come up to their car or their campground and mess with them. And that's just that. No, <laughs> that's so interesting because when I was traveling on the road for years, I never had an issue or none of that ever scared me. Sometimes yeah. I would just pull off on the side of the road in my van and just sleep in a random place. Oh my God. I know. I don't, isn't that so interesting that like, wow. yeah. I don't know for, for whatever reason, I, it just didn't scare me. I mean, I had ghosts, which right. he's like, you know, the friendly security guard, which <laughs> I very wake me up. Yeah. 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 No, I also had an alarm on my van too. That was like, it was on the back of my van on my bike that if anybody bumped, if anybody basically it was so sensitive that if anybody touched the van, it would go off. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's That's yeah. nice at least. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, see, that scares yeah. me. I'll take all the ghoulies. <laughs> Have you ever said Bloody Mary in front of a mirror? <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's like, you know, preteen, hang out with friends. Like, I'm going to go be brave and go do it in the bathroom. Yeah. I don't know. You haven't? Never? No. I think even if I was at a sleepover and we were going to do it, like, I would just not do it just in case. You know, <laughs> just in case. What about like Candyman? Nothing like that. None of it. No. Okay. No. Also in New Jersey, it was mostly Ouija boards. Like that mm. would be the thing. I've which... never used a Ouija board. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever do you believe in them? Is it just like? I'm not sure. I mean, it's the same thing with Bloody Mary. I'm not sure. I believe. Would yeah. I give it a go for fun? Probably, but yeah. I also. You, you just know like kind of the tricks and things of why those things are so scary. So like if you're going into a mirror in a dark room, you see your reflection, but it's not quite your face because it's so dark. So then you start maybe seeing things in the mirror and freaking out. And same with like the Ouija board, the way that, you know, it's almost like a s social, um, it's not like hysteria, but like if so many people are, are doing it at once, there's a reason why you think someone else is, you know, something's happening. Um, right. Yeah, I'd try it. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Love this journey. Um, <laughs> is there anything that like really terrifies you? Oh, I mean, I, I do have an irrational fear. Like that's pretty legitimate, yeah. but um, I don't know. Like I always grew up playing like scary video games and watching zombie movies and like horror B movies. So not so much anymore. It's just like the, the whole fish aquarium museum thing that gets me, but I will just say that I went to a a, a walkthrough aquarium at too young of an age, and it did a number on me. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, okay. you can't go to aquariums. Yeah, and even like pet store fish aisles are dicey. So it's um, wow. yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, how about you? Like, what is what is top level fright for you? Um, that's a good question. I think uh, I used to be very much afraid of the dark. Mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting because now I sleep with a sleep mask. <laughs> but um, I'm afraid of snakes. I'm, okay. I'm just I'm not really fond of them. Uh, and I've never had a bad encounter with one that has shaped this opinion. But sure. I just uh, they just creep me out. And 
I think it's kind of just reptile, a lot of reptiles in general. Um, cause I've seen there's a, it's called a legless lizard. I don't know if, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's not a euphemism for a snake. Um, <laughs> but it's, and they were, I like saw one in my garden one time and they're huge yeah. and very creepy looking. And, uh, so that just fits in the same genre as snakes. Yeah. But, I mean, you, if you're used to warm-blooded animals and dogs, cats, things like that, I feel like you can kind of get their body language. But snakes and reptiles, you don't know what you don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Coming right. at you sideways, this legless right. snake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Legless so when I was lizard. traveling, I came across a baby rattlesnake. Ooh. That yeah, in the desert. That um, I just lifted up like my garbage bag, and there it was, just kind of like curled up. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. So uh, we were talking about films earlier. What mm-hmm. horror film scared you uh, the most or like has scarred mm-hmm. you for life? I think my original watch of The Exorcist. Um, mm. I th- The opening scene of E.T. <laughs> when he's out oh, in the yeah. shed, because I had a shed very much like that shed. <laughs> and I, I grew up in the country, so I didn't have any surrounding lights. So just creep wow. me out. Um, okay. And then... Uh, a newer one, but a goodie didn't really. It just let me feeling very unsettled. But signs that movie, signs. Anytime it's on, yeah. gotta watch it. Every time that you start to get introduced to the aliens, it just ooh, gets me. Yes, how about Agreed. you? That's one for me too. Yeah, yeah. signs. That's that one. Yeah, just that one uh, scene at the birthday party in Mexico where you see. Oh the, my god! The I know. The first time, and the and kids just like yelling about it. Oh man, it's so I, jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also the Rob Zombie, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Yep. All of those, those real life, kind, like hostile and films like yeah. that, I really can't, uh, that's, they're tough to watch. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Even actually funny story. Uh, have you seen American Psycho? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know what happened, but this came out on my birthday I, I don't know if I was like 11, 12, 13, 14. I don't even know. But, uh, and my mom was like, hey, let's go to a movie. You pick the movie. I don't know why I picked this oh, movie. No. I didn't even right. <laughs> I didn't even know what this movie was about. I don't know how they let me pick this movie. We walked out of the theater. And because it was just like after that first murder, I was like, what is, ha-? I'm like, mom, get me out of here. <laughs> So, you can no longer listen all. to Huey Lewis in the news. It's just ruined for you. <laughs> oh, no. Although Christian Bale, he's a, he's a tough one for me. But. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that your mom wasn't like, oh, that sounds a little rough. What is that? Right. I don't even know if she, like, she didn't even research it. Sorry, mom. I don't know. <laughs> I led you down a path. Because she also can't watch movies like that. She yeah. is Hallmark through and through. Oh, okay. That is her genre. So this was probably very scarring for her as well. Um, so yeah, that was a, an interesting birthday. Um, <laughs> I bet. So uh, two final questions. Okay. In a zombie apocalypse, what would be your weapon of choice? Okay, hold on. All right. So <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought. Okay. <laughs> okay. So two things. So I would go between something like some sort of pole arm or a spear because you need to get some distance in between you. But then that also is tricky because if you're thrown off balance or something gets pulled away from you, you could get in more trouble. I don't want to be up in their face doing any melee stuff, none of that. 
I would lean towards really perfecting like a bow and just because that's something you could potentially make more of maybe if you are or even just like find some. I just worry about ammo and things like that. If you know, to me, I feel like it has to be something that's relatively simple. I I read this one book. um, uh, The hand. Oh, gosh, what is it? It's the handbook to the zombie apocalypse. I think, wasn't it written by Mel Brooks's son? Um, Oh, I don't know. But yeah, just like that little like gray handbook. And I remember going through it and there's like the Shaolin blade and like all these different suggestions. Mm. So I think I'm going with a bow. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think I would just do a machete. Yeah. I like to, uh, yeah, my aim's not too good with uh, (laughs) any sort of bow or gun or anything. Ammo would be a huge problem. I... I want to keep distance enough. I feel like a machete is just long enough to get close enough. So yeah, machete would be my answer. So here's what we can do. I'll I'll be your backup. You can go in the <laughs> okay. fray and I'll just cover you. It'll be fun. That. <laughs> okay. I do, yeah. That would be actually great to have somebody with a bow just like, you know, and then if I had to step in, then I could swing in a machete. But yeah, it also depends. Um, this is a whole different topic. Is it fast zombies? Is it slow zombies? Are they the undead? Is right. it a virus? There's... We can build that out later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We need a whole episode dedicated to zombie ap- apocalypse. Maybe that'll be a fun uh, post season two, like digging <laughs> to the zombies of the United States of America. How would we handle? <laughs> Those are usually my favorite movies. I love apocalyptic movies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and final question. How much? Actually, maybe I, sh- I need to rephrase this now that I know your haunted house answer. Would you sleep inside a coffin for the night? Ooh, that's that's a tiny box. I, I would say no. Okay, great. Excellent. <laughs> I was preparing for that. How much would you have to be paid to sleep inside a coffin for the night? Okay. Uh, I don't think we cover this on Only in Your State, but I, I can come <laughs> up with it. Um, for the night? Oh, man. That's rough. Cause like yeah, especially if you can't pop your head out to double check like you're not buried alive or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Couple grand, I guess. Okay. Yeah. How about okay. you, my no. end of a couple grand or like <laughs> just like couple grand? Because <laughs> I mean, I think I you know I feel like if I'm having a if I'm having a rough day and I'm real tired, it might be fine. You know. <laughs> Maybe it's nice and cozy. I don't have to, you know, add my white noise machine. It's just a nice little right. type box. Yeah, a couple melatonin. Oh, yeah, real nice. Wow. <laughs> Would you do it at all? Is that even an option? I don't think so. Yeah. I think there's just a, a like a claustrophobia thing for me that I've never been in the position where I have to be in a tight space like that, but um not having the freedom to, like you said, just pop your head out, mm-hmm. I think would eventually just mentally kind of drive me nuts. Yep. So I don't think I would. It would probably, I would probably need at least like 10, 20 grand to even consider that, which wow. at that point, who's paying to see me sleep in a coffin? Nobody. So Look, I know Craigslist is wild. You might find it. <laughs> so who knows? Uh Right. Yeah, I, I will say though, like that's pretty dicey. However, I like for for our season, I think I would probably do or visit most of the things that we're going to talk about, even if I'm a little bit yeah. 
sketch on the details or how we'd actually do it. But if I was given the chance, I think I would. Yeah. You know, I, I think it would be my creepy bucket list of like, okay, let's do it. Let's head to the Pine Barrens. I got it. <laughs> Oof, gosh. Um, I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm on the fence about half of them. So, uh, <laughs> we'll right. see, but I do think it, it is cool. We're featuring a lot of States that we did not talk about in season one, which mm-hmm. I think is very cool. And you can essentially make a road trip out of a lot of these stops. Yeah. I think, you know, there are some States where we're going to be covering, you know, multiple, uh, creepy places, local legends, so if you're the type of person that wants to get out on a weekend and go do some creepy stuff, uh, this might be the the podcast that kind of pushes you in that direction. So, Absolutely. Um, I know I, I love podcasts that talk about lore, myths, legends, things like that. But a lot of them, yeah, you, they're not accessible. You can't actually go visit. Um, so I, I hope that's going to be a big benefit of this season, as well as um, <clears throat> I, I know I'm going to put the call out now, but we'll also do it um off the podcast too, but if you have any local stories or cryptids, creatures, things that were passed down, even if it's like a tiny, tiny town, like, hey, we have a devil's triangle and a crybaby bridge, and this is why, and the mining town caught on fire. Perfect. Let's call in. Let's yes. talk about it. I'd love to get some other ideas from from listeners. Yeah, absolutely. We will put the number, the, our phone number in the show notes. Mm-hmm. We also have an email address. Um that's probably my favorite part is hearing from the listeners. Yes. That season one, uh, people were writing in about uh, the small towns we featured, but also their own small towns yeah. that deserve to be highlighted. And we really, we really do love to hear from everybody listening. And I would love some personal stories about these places that we cover, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, the creepier, the better. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Even if it's yeah. something that, you know, that's not like searchable and it's just your own personal experience. I have a couple of friends that are like incredibly into UFOs and that kind of paranormal stuff. And they have so many personal stories that just blow me away. So maybe I can get them to call in. That'd be fun. If you're up for an audio adventure, we will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on season two of Not Your Average Bucket List. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.